Before we get started with this episode of the podcast, here's a quick message from our sponsor. If you're still short of a Prezi or two, can we suggest the perfect last minute Christmas gift? Roomcard is a digital hotel gift card for over 1 million hotels and over 900 global hotel brands. Roomcard can be purchased in any amount, so it can be collected or topped up for any adventure, staycation, or maybe even just a work from hotel day. There's no expiry date, and with instant international delivery straight to a mobile phone at your chosen time, anywhere in the world, Roomcard is quite possibly the best Christmas gift for 2021. Visit roomcard.com and give them something wonderful to look forward to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Event Industry News podcast that we laughingly across this table at this moment called Take Two, because we've just had our first run at this little particular session, and I got a minute and a half in and uh, realised that everything was muted. So hopefully you can hear us loud and clear now. Uh, my name's James Dixon. This is the Event Industry News podcast, and we're at the Business Design Centre uh, in North London. We're here for the Association of Event Venues Annual Conference, their 2021 conference and uh when i walked in this morning uh i saw something i thought i know that person but we've never met in person sitting across the table from me now is helen moon from eventwell who regular listeners to the podcast may remember that name helen's been on a couple of times before and her and i have spoken through video link on this podcast and i don't think either of us knew that the other one was going to be here today but i'm here with the podcast studio set up in person at an event for the first time in nearly two years and Helen's here so we thought let's get her on and find out what's been happening uh, in the world of event well yeah. what you're doing here because in the room next to me where we've got this little studio set up you've got your own little space that's been set up for the conference yes like a, a lovely little retreat I've taken a video of it which I'll I'll tweet out um so first of all it's good to see you it's, you too. It, it, it's nice to <laughs> in meet in, in person properly. In person. Um, tell us a little bit about EventWell, first of all, for people who maybe not be familiar with it, and then we'll go into why you're here today and what you're doing with the conference. Fabulous, yes. So EventWell is a um, charitable social enterprise. We're the event industry's charitable social enterprise, and we are fundamentally, we're here and we're dedicated to um, educating, campaigning, supporting better mental well-being and mental health in the events industry. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, as a as a social enterprise, there's supplier services that we offer. So we work on we we offer workplace well-being programs. Mm -hmm. So we work with event employers, event businesses, event organisations, and we help set up programs that offer primary, secondary, and tertiary prevention support for mental health and well-being. And that looks like looking at culture, looking at policies and procedures, looking at strategy, training up mental champ mental health champions, um, offer mental health awareness training, mental health first aid training, and then lots of other additional services and stuff that we provide, such as masterclasses and fitness classes and all that kind of stuff as well. So there's a whole bundle of things that we offer on that side. Absolutely. And, and I love the term, and I've said this before when you and I have spoken on the podcast, the, the, the term... Um, mental health first aid mm -hmm. um and particularly this time we're talking a lot on the on the recordings that we're doing today about recovery we're we're in this period sort of six months on from restrictions being fully lifted in the uk yeah. and being able to come back to events and do in-person events and of course for a lot of people in the industry they've had 18 months out of it and that's a long time to be away from something as intense as the events industry yeah and 
I can speak from personal experience that going back into that environment after quite a significant delay, I talk, talked on, on previous episodes about not being match fit. You know, mentally, physically, you find that jobs that would take you half an hour, events previously are taking you an hour because the muscle memory is gone. You've, you've mm. forgotten how to do something. But of course, because you're out of practice, yeah. that crash that you get after an intense few days in an event <laughs> is, 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 is double what it was before because you're out of practice. What, how important is the messages that, that you try and get out into the industry been, particularly in the last six months? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's massively important. I think mental health is on the tip of everyone's tongue at the moment, isn't it? Because we've all been, we've all been affected. I think everybody's mental health, we've, we've felt it mentally from a well-being perspective in terms of the last 22 months and a lot of us are still saying 18 months 22 months and it's still going on mm. so it's you know well-being for, for me mental health we all have mental health and for me there, there's no such thing there isn't really a thing called poor mental health and good mental health mm -hmm. we're all on a mental health continuum mm -hmm. and we move up and down that that line and depending on how higher what we go on the line in terms of we're edging towards poor mental health and mm. the amount of assistance and stuff that we need. So, you know, your first introduction is going to be talking to a, if you're at work, talking to a mental health first aider, that, that mental health first aider is going to signpost you if necessary yeah. onto yeah. further help and support and assistance, whether that's a GP. Your GP then is likely to refer you onto psychiatry, psychiatry, and, and so on and so on. Can you see how the continuum kind of moves? So we are all on that continuum. And unfortunately, mental health, has no prejudice mm. you know, so it, it can happen to any of us at any time and we felt that particularly being taken away from something like you were saying that we all that mental muscle that we all love that drives us that motivates us inspires us we're an industry of people that love what we do mm. and to have had that kind of shut down for a period of time and basically for a lot of us have that purpose kind of swiped away from us has had a massive effect yeah but it is you know, getting back to doing the stuff that we love. Me and Alden were laughing about it, actually, because he was trying to put up one of our pop-ups and he couldn't <laughs> put it up. And I was trying to switch an up light one. I was like, where's the switch? <laughs> yeah. I can't I, even remember how to switch it on. It's bizarre, and isn't it? Was, it? We've all forgotten how to do yeah. basic stuff. I mean, look, look, look at me. We set this up and we've had to go again <laughs> on, 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 on the recording of this podcast because I, I, the, it was muted on here. Which is a, a virtual school by yeah, everything. Yeah, You're I, mute. Yeah, yeah. You're I've mute. got a muted. Set up the mixing desk. And of course, my thing, I haven't set this up in a while let's yeah. make sure it's all plugged in oh great i can hear ourselves oh i've not hit the button on there to actually unmute it yeah. um it, it's bizarre some of the, the 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 little errors that that we make but it just goes to show you know that again that this is a whole other subject matter about how there was no um slowly breaking us back into it either was there no. the restrictions were lifted everyone had that date and oh there's the end and then boom it seems like the entire industry since that day oh, has just yeah. gone mental. Yeah, since September. It's just been, it's, it's been like, oh, it's been crazy. Mm. I was going to say loony. I was thinking, I know, I've said mental health. Let's not use that word kind of yeah. stuff. No, yeah. so it, it has it has literally been crazy for for us as a, as a mental health organization, mm. kind of stuff, a little bit worryingly crazy. Yeah. Because if, if honest, we are witnessing um, people probably taking on more workload than they had previous to the pandemic, mm -hmm. which is worrying. And but we we get that you know it's been a challenging period, finances, people are trying to recoup losses and all that kind of stuff. So so we get it. We just kind of hope in a way that's going to balance. People take that Christmas break and kind of take an opportunity to take a breather and kind of go, 
yeah. and let's let's breathe a little bit more into 2022 because mm. if we, we carry on Apparently, if we carry on at the kind of levels that we're seeing at the moment in terms of the amount that people are working, then we're, we're going to be looking at a lot of burnout yeah. next year. Yeah. Sorry, we, we just we, we need to be careful. Everyone needs to be careful. But yeah, it has been literally going for nothing, I think, in a way, isn't it? And then going into full on, absolutely mm. full on. Yeah. So. Well, I, I don't mind saying that I've I felt it in the, in the last few weeks, particularly, mm. you know, I, I've had a busy busy diary um and I, I kind of set my looked at my diary and i had to say to myself probably about four or five weeks ago there's my end game that's yeah. that's the date at which i wanted to get to that beyond that date i knew that i could cope with everything um okay yeah. and that end date was actually last friday i, I wrapped an awards We'd had three days in a venue, building mm -hmm. stages, putting AV in, setting up, you know, for 500 people for an awards in a blank space. And then the, the, it finished on the Friday evening at, you know, midnight. We struck all the equipment. We had to load trucks. We got everything out. And I, I remember I got in about three o'clock in the morning. It was actually, fortunately, mm -hmm. it was quite local to me. So I didn't have a lot of travel involved. But I got there and I got home. And mentally, I'd said to myself about five weeks before that event, that's my end game. Yeah. From there until Christmas then, even though I've got work in, I knew that it wouldn't be as mentally challenging in terms of the preparation yeah. I had to do. I didn't have the burden of shouldering the responsibility of delivering an event. Um, and I think personally, for, that works for me. Looking at my diary and seeing when I can take a break. Uh, and I've also decided to take a week off in December before the Christmas break. So I'm giving myself nice. a week to do my Christmassy stuff, to do some jobs in the house, all the mm -hmm. sort of the mundane family day-to-day -day bits and pieces that I've been mm -hmm. putting off for the last three months because I've been so busy. I thought rather than waiting till I break at Christmas and then trying to relax and worry about catching up, I've given myself a week off early December yep. to do that, go back to work for a couple of weeks, and then when I hit the Christmas break, I've done everything and I've just looked at, I have genuinely looked at things a little bit differently this year for a number of reasons. And, but I think that I'm not telling anybody how to do it. Mm -hmm. That's what I've done for me. And I'm sure I, I guess the most important message is, is for people to find what works for them. Yes, absolutely. Spot on 100%. I'm what works for me is not going to work for somebody else. What mm. works for you is not going to work for me. Vice versa. You know, it, it's all of this. It, Self-awareness is the most important thing. So it, it's recognizing when, not saying don't work in busy periods and don't work too hard because it's events industry, hard work is inevitable, of course unfortunately. Yeah. So that's, that's the nature of the beast. Mm. Um, but it, it's recognizing when you've been working too hard for too prolonged a period mm -hmm. and possibly heading to burnout. So it's recognizing, you know, it's like niggly more headaches being a little bit more tired than usual, not being able to concentrate more than usual, mm -hmm. probably getting a little bit irritable more than usual. That, those are all little warning signs that your body and your brain is sending you to say, "And I need a rest, I need a break. So what you've just said, that whatever it is that is your thing, find your thing and then start scheduling that thing in your diary. So exactly like you said, it's like putting that time in your diary, so like that week is a week that I'm going to schedule this stuff in. Yeah. And do all of the, the little life things that need I've got to a list be done. on my phone, as many yeah. people may do. I, I I put, you know, jobs list for that life, week. And it's all list. little jobs yes. in the house. You know, put up that shelf, fix this thing. Yes. Um, I've ordered a skip. 
and and this is people may laugh at this, but I find nothing more satisfying than ordering a skip and clearing, clearing stuff out. out. We've we had a load of work that. done in the house, and there's stuff piled up on the driveway. There's stuff in the garden, and and it is that, that mental clear out sometimes yep. doing something physically that clears things and tidies things yep. has a brilliant effect on your brain it declutters stuff mentally whilst yeah. you're doing physical decluttering and it's the fact that you've got it planned in your diary to do it as well yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah. a, it's a cleansing exercise so rather than it oh it's starting to annoy me now because i haven't put that shelf out and that stuff that's on the driveway <laughs> that i haven't cleared out but it's it's different it puts you in a different mindset because you've scheduled the time to sort it out so then you, you don't you relax about it a little bit more because it's like, no, I'm going to be sorting that out on that date, so that's fine. Don't need to stress about yeah. that. It, it's just it, planning the Michelle Obama had a really good thing. So plan your joy as well as yeah, your, that, that's your great. work. You know, we plan. We put our meetings, we put our appointments, we put all of that in our diary, don't we? For work, we don't we don't plan our joy in our life kind of stuff. So you know, book your holidays, plan it in, book times and dates with your, your girlfriends and your, your boyfriends and your family. Book it in and pull it in your calendar so you can see it. Something that we don't do as, as people and, and bringing it back to, to what people do in the events industry, mm. they're all about planning and organising yeah, and planners. lists so and checklists. Yeah. And I think sometimes people think that there's something wrong with planning downtime or planning mm. relaxation because they kind of feel like relaxation should just happen. Oh, I don't want to schedule it in. I don't want to plan when I'm going to relax or plan when I'm going to watch a movie. You know, I just want it yeah. to happen. The unfortunate reality of modern life is, and particularly for people who work in this industry, is that, you know, unless you put something in your diary, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this who will feel an affinity to this. Unless it's in the diary, you don't do it. And it's great sometimes looking at having a blank weekend. Oh, look, my diary's empty on Saturday and Sunday, but why not put some stuff in? You know, movie night, you know, yep. down the pub whatever yep. you do, put plan stuff in because i personally again i think it, it makes me feel better when i look at the diary and i see work because that's great yep. that means bills are paid and children are happy for new football boots but <laughs> yeah. it, oh, but you know put stuff in there as well that's sociable because then um yeah you, you've got that in your diary so i've just yeah. looked over my shoulder because a man has delivered a bucket of ice yeah i can't just... see the two bottles of bollinger that we ordered Yes. Um, Bolling, yeah. Was Bolling, it? Bolling's yeah. a champagne. The of gin. Yeah, and the gin. The gin. <laughs> it's missing. <laughs> yeah. Don't even drink. Then, <laughs> just just bring it in. Shout out to the business design centre for a very efficient yeah, uh, yeah. catering, bringing ice in and all sorts. Fabulous. Yeah. Um, and that's a big bucket of ice that has literally just been delivered in as well, isn't it? That's it huge. Is, I don't know what, what we do with that's that. A, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe the heating's too high, and they'll think we should cool down. Um, I mentioned at the start uh, of this little uh, chat that you've got your event well sort of room set up yes. today. Um, yes. I said I, I did shoot a little bit of video about it, so I'll, I'll, I'll we'll tweet it out on um, uh, at Event News Blog. Mm -hmm. um, but tell us a little bit about what you've got set up here and why why you've brought it here today. Oh, absolutely. So um, our Event Well hubs, quiet rooms, um, are our new service. So um, we started, we launched and piloted our first quiet room at DSCI oh, right. 2021 yeah. at Excel London in September. So we were on site for two weeks with Clarion Events and the, the Shaper Group. Um, amazing. That's we a were, pretty intense event as that's well. That's a brilliant, that, that, that yeah. That may need a little bit of downtime. Yeah, 
yeah it was yes it was we, we were we were blown away really by the the amount that it was used and no oh, word right. of a lie with a big military yeah of course yeah for anybody who doesn't know the show look up dsci and, yeah yeah and, and, yeah look it up so um but military coming in and using it and knowing exactly what it was for as well which was mind-blowing in a way but so needed mm. by the people that that were using it and the feedback from from them I, i've kind of said I'm, I'm someone who lives with a mental health condition and i've obviously worked in our industry for 24 years this year um i myself have attended lots of events and the the difference having a space like a quiet room mm. has for people like me and then people like at the dsci london at the meeting show we had our first event industry event trade event was at the meeting show they had, they had the first ever quiet room so i want to put that out there so the meeting show were the, the ones to have one first um and then aev are the first of our industry associations to have a quiet room at the annual conferences but it's it's i've always kind of said if you build it they will come so in terms of people like me who, who live with mental health conditions, and it's not just people like me, quiet rooms are also for anybody um, neurodiverse, so anybody mm. who's neurodivergent, so autism, ADHD, those kind of can, those kind of things. Um, quiet rooms are also for those people, so that, that allows them a, a place that they can retreat to should something have triggered them. Mm -hmm. Or sent them off balance, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. The, the, the noise you can hear in the background, by the way, is our vodka and gin being delivered yes. and, and yeah, placed yeah. in, the, so, in the ice bucket. Everybody, the, the to, what's your name, sir? John. Thank you to John, everybody. He's, he's just off camera. You can't see John at the moment, but but John's now been promoted to our official catering and beverage manager. Um, thank you very much, John. Um, <laughs> it, it's good to see, and particularly at the, the, the DSCI yeah. event, that industry, it's, it, it's an arms. Show. It's an arms fair. It's yeah. an arms fair. Military. There are people buying mm -hmm. weapons. Um, this, of all yep. the industries and of all the events that may need to offer their people a little bit of downtime. Yeah. So, it's very apt, isn't it, really? It is, yeah. So we we had one guy was coming in and, and using the quiet room every day of the show. And if you can imagine, so it's just off the boulevard in Excel for anyone who's been to Excel. We were, we were there. So you could literally would come out of our quiet room, the event well herb, and go back on the floor. And you did the, there's a tank there, there's a missile there. It's kind of like, and he's been doing yoga moves and meditating and, and doing what he needed to do for for his health and well-being, and then going back on the floor. So it, it's the we we helped and supported a, a few people with with complex mental health conditions and needs. Yeah, um, we we did. I support someone who had suicidal thoughts, um, but we also dealt with people managing depression, addiction, mental breakdown, um, who were all using that space. But it's a space, quiet rooms are not just a space for people like us who, who are managing complex conditions and people who are neurodivergent, which you should never kind of say that mm. they have mental health problems because they don't. It's very, it's very different. Um, it's also for just a space for... Events are amazing. I love our industry. I don't want any, anyone to get me wrong in terms of thinking I don't love our industry because I do. It's the most amazing. I've been in it for 24 years. Mm. It's the most amazing industry that, that there is. But the way that events are now, they're packed with content. They can be quite intense. You know, they're, they're motivating, they're inspiring, they're fast-paced. 
And sometimes that can just be a little bit too much for people's brains just sure. to yeah. take on board. We look at the way people are programming their content now. It's yeah. all about how much can we possibly squeeze in for our attendees in the shortest space of time. Yes. You know, exhibitions, each stand is competing for people's attention. So yeah. they become bigger, they become bolder, there are more screens, there are more things to look at and grab your attention. Yeah the sounds, the noises that are going off around it. You know, conference content is becoming shorter across the board, you know, mm -hmm. the content of, of, of conference sessions, the timing of those have been yeah. reduced so that they can fit more in. And also because people's attention spans have reduced. Yeah. You don't really see hour, hour and a half keynotes anymore. You see 30 minute, 40 minute it's sessions. 40 minute. And it's more stuff. So you, yeah. you're, you're right to point out that the very nature of events, not just from an organization, but from an attendee point of view, is more intense. Yeah. If you go to an event for two days, a business event particularly, mm -hmm. it, it's a lot to sort of process in a very short period of time. Yeah. But it's also understanding, as and this is where event design is really, really important. So Sam Yellen, who's, who's um, emceeing today, um, talks a lot on this subject and it's a very important subject so uh, event as event designers we should all be going away and looking at working memory and mm. how working memory functions how it works so your working memory basically it is the stuff so we're doing what we're doing now is going into our working memory it's not going into our short-term memory because we haven't been asleep yet mm -hmm. we have to sleep for it to go into our working memory that's what happens in right. REM sleep okay so it won't be processed into short term until we've slept so everything we do today is working memory. Our working memory can only hold so much. So imagine it's like a little bucket. There's only so much room in the bucket. And if you start popping more and more content in the top of the bucket, it's going to overflow. Maybe what's going to happen is the stuff that was already in the bucket is going to come, come off the sides. Our, working, our brains can only take on so much information. And if we don't plan breaks in between those sessions, just to give the brain a bit of a break for a minute, before people are going to session after session after session after session if you turn around to them at the end of the day and say what did what did you learn what did you cover mm. it's why if if somebody's talking to you we can't recite a sentence that somebody says to us word for word it's very difficult for us to do that's how working right. memory works yeah we can pick out keywords that's why repetition stuff like repetition when we're speaking is really important so going over again repeating the message really helps working memory and then sleep is really important so rest and sleep is really important for you processing that working memory into the short-term memory and then eventually over time increase re repetition of the message again that's why something that like post event and that follow-up and recaps and going back and watching recorded sessions is great for somebody to cover that has session repeat that session again that helps that memory then move into long-term memory so repetition helps along repetition 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 well, well that that's that that's um, good to know for people who are doing particularly now it's it, it's relevant to the amount of events that have gone hybrid and yeah. because they're streaming content out for people to be able to tune into remotely who can't make it to an event yeah. that's then giving them on-demand content and yes. you know the the amount of events now that have, have got that available to them that didn't pre-pandemic it's one of the really good things that, that, that have come out uh, that has come out of the industry from an organization point of view obviously mm -hmm. operationally people will tell you that's great because it gives you content to engage with people all year round and all the rest of it but what a great point that you've made that actually that on-demand content from a a memory point of view and from a 
you know, a, yeah. a, 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 a neurological point of view will actually help them to retain that information. Exactly, because it needs to be repeated, repeated for it to move along the chain out of working memory into short term, from short term to long term. Mm. You've got to repeat the message. You've got to repeat the content. You don't necessarily fill them with loads of content. Yeah. Keep it short and punchy. So that that's it's good that sessions are going down to thirty minutes to forty minutes mm. from a from a mental well being perspective. That's good. Yeah, because you can only take about ten minutes away from a session. That's roughly around about the capacity that you have. You sit down and have a conversation with somebody, or you listen to someone speaking. You're not really going to take away more than 10 minutes yeah. of that. And it's going to be kind of key words and points and stuff. Nobody's being able, will be able to walk away from a session and recite word for word exactly what that speaks. It's impossible because working memory doesn't work in that way. It, 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 you've reminded me of something that I, just recently we um, we had a gentleman called Humphrey Chen from a company called Clipper. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to, to, to guys at Clipper yep. who I met at Event Tech Live um, a few weeks ago. And they've come up with this great piece of technology that you can put into your event platform and it, it, it uses sort of AI technology to monitor keywords and phrases in a video. And so what it does yeah. is it automatically time codes it and gives you uh, links and key points so if somebody has if there's a video of a 40 minute session at a conference mm -hmm. somebody who only wants to know about that particular topic or that particular key phrase can just access those little snippets within the video without having to sort of scroll all the way through it and this this, this sort of goes in nicely you know like yes. the, these short bits of information that we can mm -hmm. follow up on and just retain that rather than having to watch an entire 40 minutes if you just want that five minutes that's relevant to you yeah. You can now extract that. So it's amazing sometimes when I have these conversations on the podcast and you talk about something that you think is going to be completely unrelated to something else. And mm -hmm. yet there is there is a link there that's jumped to me straight away with this technology yeah. and what you've just been saying. Well, that AI technology as well, you could take it to the next level. So as a, as a follow-up, as organizers, you know, the attendees for the different sessions, you attended this session, you could use that technology to pull out those keywords from the speaker and send a really valuable follow-up piece of mm. information to that yeah. attendee that kind yeah. of goes, you attended this session, really great to hope you enjoyed the session. We thought these pieces of content and this information might be valuable for you today because you attended that session. So it's, it's kind of taking that to the next level and using the available yeah. technology to pressure, help you do that. Subconsciously, less pressure yeah. um, on somebody who gets a link saying, here's this great session that you, that you missed. We noticed you didn't register for this session. Here's a video of it, and it's 45 minutes long. So straight away, you're thinking, consciously or subconsciously, have I got 45 minutes? Yeah. So to try sit and get it down to 10 minutes. To, to, to sit and watch that. You yep. know, whereas if somebody says, look, and it, you know, click this link to listen about this particular topic that he spoke about for five minutes. Um, I yeah. found it really fascinating what they're doing with the technology and how it will. I suppose they're not looking at it from a mental health point of view or a neuro neurological point of view. They're looking at it purely from a content delivery point of view. Yeah. But there's clearly um, there's clearly ways that it can it can merge in. Definitely, definitely. So, something, something, then, so, sorry, something I wanted to ask you today, if, if mm. I may, is today's conference is the AV. It's Association of Event Venues. Yes. And you've mentioned about working with some events and with organisers, but mm -hmm. I'm curious to know what sort of conversations you've had as event well with venues themselves um, yeah. and whether or not there's a possibility of some of these you know wellness rooms and, and quiet spaces 
to actually be incorporated by the venues to then promote to their yeah. clients. Yes, 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 yes. My 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 world, I was 17 years in hotels and venues. So that is my experience, it's my expertise. Mm. Um, I know. So anybody who works in a hotel and venue, particularly when they work in there, the, the coordination team, the organizing team, and in the, the sales team will know that every hotel and venue has got its, they call it more the room that's difficult to sell. <laughs> the room that ends up being an organizer's office or so me and Martha the one at the back end the of the venue office. that you've got to yes. walk down 10 corridors to get to yes, nobody was... wants to use that because it's out of the way storage room that room that's out of the way is a perfect quiet room mm -hmm. because it's not too far away but it, it gets people away from the hustle and bustle for that, that mm. 10 15 minutes however long they might need it on, on average we were finding people using the quiet rooms that we'd, we've had up until today around about 15 20 minutes yeah. yeah, and that's all they use it for. And they go off and don't do it. And then some come back, some come back the day after. But what we'd really like to do, because we're, we're looking to event organizers to start offering these spaces at their events. And we're also looking at venues to start offering these spaces to their organizers yeah. that are coming in. Yeah. So it, it's something that, that they can have permanently set up, or we can come in, support, and come and set it up when they have events happening but it really does offer something that's incredibly valuable that that's easy as well there's no hassle for the event organizer oh, yeah. at all because the event well and we would work with the venue to kind of get it all set up they don't have to worry about it mm. the nice thing about our quiet rooms as well is um, we arrange the mental health first aiders so an event well hub always has a qualified mental health first aider on shift um, while our quiet room is in place. Um, and our mental health first aiders are also event professionals. So they understand events. They understand event environments. They understand if someone's been triggered, what might have triggered them and why it's triggered them mm. in a way. Yeah. Uh, we have that unique understanding of the environment of that course, people yeah, yeah. are in. And, and that for us is really, really important. But having that qualified person on hand that can signpost and support because that's what a mental health first aider does they're not there to diagnose they're not there to 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 fix the issue they're there to say right okay this this is what would you, what advice do you need what supports signposts we probably recommend that you speak to your gp whatever it is you might need to do or just sit there and listen mm. but a qualified person you can sit there and listen non-judgmentally and it's a quiet rooms are all about allowing People who live with mental health conditions and are also neurodivergent, the dignity of still being able to give their best and their all to the event they're yeah. attending. Whilst they're working or attending, minute. it doesn't yeah. matter either way, does it? The amount of times I've found myself in a toilet mm. because something's triggered me. I've, I've found it difficult and I've found myself in a toilet, crying in a toilet. And you did, it's the age old, you have to fix your makeup in the mirror, <laughs> wait until the, the, the pink and the red's gone from your eyes a little bit, take a deep breath. Go back Compose out, yourself or, or you, go. you leave the event, and you if, and if you leave someone, if someone leaves an event, they're not going to go back in. Yeah. Once they've gone out of that door, it's going to be very difficult to get that person to go back into the event, particularly if something has triggered them. Mm -hmm. um, so having a quiet room, having that space on site, and if you, you're a venue as well for for all of the events, we all know when we work, particularly the bigger venues, there's going to be times you're going to have more than one event happening at any time. So just Allowing that space that, that any attendee, that attendee is going to remember that venue, they're going to remember the event, they're going to go away with a kind of positive, more than a, a, a negative experience from that event, and they're going to come back to the next one.
they're going to come back. They're going to go. They're going to do what they need to do and, and give their all. And that's what we want. That's what we we need to need to do. Uh, the um, the biggest issue, uh, not issue that I I have, but that for me personally, being on site is not necessarily the. The, the problem and being able to speak to somebody while I'm on site because I sort of go into work mode and yeah. you know you fly around at 100 miles an hour you're doing it your brain's active and everything it, it's the post-event crash yes uh, that, that, and, and that's you know the day after you've had physically and mentally stressful two or three days yep. and suddenly you're allowed the opportunity to switch off physically and mentally yeah. and it's at that point then where I, I sometimes get a you know bit of low mood or yeah. just feel a bit completely demotivated for two or three days, you know. And at that point, what what opportunities are there with Event World to be able to sort of yeah. speak remotely rather than not actually at the event? Because there's, there's, there's an argument that that's as, as important, isn't it? You know that post event crash. Absolutely, um, and that's in terms of the, the service and how the Event World Hub works. We always recommend that we're there for um, at least the last day of setup and the first day of breakdown. Mm -hmm. um, this was classic because the DSCI was a really good pilot event for us to do because it, it gave us, we were on site for a long period of time over a two week process. So we were able really, really well. And a lot of this was stuff we just talked about before. We'd never actually seen it in action mm. and been there specifically to see it in action, deliver this service because none of this hasn't been done before. Mm -hmm. in terms of having that, that mental health first aid delivered with a, the quiet room service before on site. So for us to be able to sit there and watch who was using their, the hub <laughs> and quiet room at different times, that was most interesting. So during setup, we were there a week for setup, and we had lots of the organising team sticking their heads around the door, kind of going, this is really nice, this is nice, oh, it smells amazing. I'm going to come in here kind of stuff. We've got lots of that. It smells yes. amazing because we do have essential oils and stuff burning yeah, in there. Yeah. So that's the, immediately people go, oh, wow, it smells gorgeous. I'm thinking sponsorship straight away. Yankee Candle needs to be tapping on your they door. They do, yeah. So any, anybody who does essential oils, like get in and come and speak <laughs> to us about it. Um, so, yeah, so there were lots of organisers. That's and great. Then contractors because we, do, we don't just sit in the room. We'll walk up and down. With, we've got event well. Yeah. Label T-shirts and high vis and stuff on. It says I'm a mental health first aider. So we had lots of contractors would stop us in the corridor, and you'd be talking to people for an hour, and you kind of say, "Don't come to the quiet and just want to chat here." Kind of, and that's fine, because what we have to understand as well is during that setup, you've got the cortisol effect going on. So while you've got cortisol and adrenaline, you're setting the event up, you're getting ready to deliver an event. It's coming up to the last those final days, that 24, 48 hours before doof, that project is delivered that you've been working on for however long you've been working on it. So adrenaline and cortisol, when you've got that in your system, you don't feel you need to stop. It masks things as it well, doesn't it? It masks it, yeah, it covers it. So you don't feel tired. You don't feel under pressure. You've got rocket fuel going for your body, that's, and that's what it is. It's mm -hmm. fuel. It's designed to keep you moving because it's the body's original stress response. It was supposed to get us away from polar bears and saber-toothed tigers. Yeah. You're supposed to keep moving. You're not supposed to stop. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard for anybody on the organizing team to take a break during that period because it's just too difficult for you to be able to mm -hmm. do it. There's a feeling of guilt as well. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is break. physically difficult to do it, but even yeah. if you contemplate it for a second, a lot of people would feel guilty about yeah. saying, oh, I'm just going to have 10 minutes. Yeah. But sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then 
during that the actual the event days and show days we we see a similar thing and yeah. it tends to be more the attendees using the space during right. while the okay. events actually in play when we actually see the event team is breakdown yeah so as soon as that event starts it was soon as the come down as we call it and we talk when we do our mental health awareness as part of our mental health awareness it's exclusive to event we talk about the creative circle and project management and how that kind of affect the creative circle effect mm. and how adrenaline and cortisol levels fluctuate and change over that creative circle and basically as soon as that event finishes you do go into decline mm. so your adrenaline your cortisol levels start to lower mm. people are moving off site the event's being broken down the event's finished it's gone people start to leave and then you start to feel mm. a bit oh feel a bit sad now oh, yeah it's a bit quiet no kind of stuff and then you start to go i'm actually a bit tired yeah oh now that thing that upset me the other day but because i was full of adrenaline and cortisol it didn't bother me now i'm actually internalizing it and starting to think about it now it's actually got me a bit upset and that's that's kind of the things that we saw yeah. during that breakdown period and we were there for another kind of two or three days for the for the breakdown yeah. and basically that's when we saw the event team and the organizing team that's when they were coming in chatting to me and francesco who um who on shift and we're having those conversations with the events team it's great so it's to hear very interesting. It, 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 it's genuinely great to hear that they are coming and having those conversations yeah. um because when you and i have spoken and I, I, I can remember and recall when we spoke for the first time on, on, on the podcast remotely about there was such a lot of conversation happening in the industry at the time about mental health and well-being and physical well-being yeah. the importance of taking breaks of eating well during an event mm -hmm. you know and I've seen, I don't know whether or not it was just coincidence, but certainly since then, just things like catering and, and having lots of water and fruit and something to eat. Yeah. And, and I've noticed people stopping and just having five minutes. They go, right, hold on. I've not eaten yet today, so I'm going to stop. I'm going to grab something to eat. Yeah. I'll grab some water. I'm just going to take five and then I'll crack on. I've been more conscious of it ever since these discussions in the industry started yeah. to happen. I, I've, you know, quietly taken steps to look after myself physically yep. a bit better you know even silly things like you know a barocca and a, and a pint of water in the morning and, and you know some vitamin c tablets that i take before i go to bed and a diarolite just to replenish the sort of salts and stuff that you lose whilst yep. you're on your feet all day i found myself sort of revitalized with a diarolite and a vitamin c before bed i wake up in the morning feeling you know none of the sort of the aches and the physical the effects of of a day on a build Mm -hmm. um and so I, I don't know if it's coincidence or whether or not and i hope it's the latter that all these conversations that we were having sort of two years ago two and a half years ago yeah and there being a better conversation happening not just in the events industry mm -hmm. but in life in general we see so much more on the news on on, on media yep. about mental health and it's good to talk and all the rest of it there's been such a good push towards better mental health in society in general that it, it, it has to have had an a, a, an impact, certainly from yeah. what I've seen. Massively, massively. I mean, d d don't get me wrong, mental health is is heavily, heavily stigmatised mm. because of past levels of discrimination and stuff. You know, for, for someone like me 40, 50 years ago, I'd be very, living a very, very different life yeah. and experience. You yeah, know, yeah. I'd, 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 probably be an, well, I'd probably be in an institution, to be honest with you, because yeah. like caring the community for people living with chronic mental health conditions just was non-existent. You'd, yeah. you'd be in a hospital, whether you needed to be in there or not. Yeah. Um, so it'd be very, very different. So to to have seen how, and my, 
my parents started in the NHS as mental health nurses. That's what they did. So it, it's it's nice to have seen how society has shifted yeah. and basically how mental health is being normalized. And that's what Event Well is here to do as well. We're not here to make life difficult for people. We're not here to bash people around the heads and say, you're making people sick, stop it. That's not what we're here to do. All we're here to do is normalize mental health and normalize the importance of, of well-being around events, normalize having a quiet room at an event. It's our, it's our aim to have a mental health champion and at every event organization, every mm -hmm. event business, with every event employer by 2030. And also it's our aim to have a quiet room at every event by 2030. So we've got we've got eight years to do it, people. Um, <laughs> but just to kind of to, to normalize these spaces. Yeah. So these are on offer at every event. So it becomes whatever event that might be. So whether you're going to a music concert, whether you're going to a festival, whether you're going to a conference, whether you're going to an exhibition, whether you're going to a big gala awards dinner, normalizing having a space where people can go to if they need to just to do what they need to do to them for remember we've only got people using these spaces for about 15 20 minutes nobody's sat in there for an hour nobody's being taken away from content for a long period of time but that's people all they need sometimes it. isn't it yeah that's all you need 15 20 minutes they're using it for nobody's selling so nobody's sat in there for hours kind of stuff they use it for what they need to do and then they go back out and they, they do what they need to do and it, it's 15 20 minutes in a space that's set up specifically to suit that purpose rather than someone spending 15, 20 minutes sat in a toilet crying. Great. We don't want that for our attendees, do we? We want to provide them with this space to say, look, what we've this is what we've provided for you. Mm -hmm. It gives people just a completely different Im impression of that event, that environment, and they come away with a completely different experience. And that's what the events industry is about. We're about experience. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, I suppose the most important thing I can ask you today for people who are listening to us is is if they want to find out more, how do they do it? How do they get in get in touch with you guys? Oh, yeah. So eventwell.org. If you look under mental, um, mental wellbeing solutions, yeah. you'll see a list of all the things that we do there and you'll see event hubs and quiet rooms. <laughs> so do go and have a look at the, the web page. Um, get in touch with us as well. So it's team at Eventwell. Send us an send us an email. We can set up a call. I'll do. I'll, I'll take you through the service, everything that that's included. Or you can call us free on 0800 0958 and that's for anybody who needs anything. So not just if you want to book a quiet room, if you need to talk to somebody, if you want some advice, you want some signposting. Yeah, you're going through a, a tough time at the moment. You need some support with pledge. Just reach out to us and get in touch. That's specifically yeah. what we're here for. And, and, and the biggest thing that I've, I've taken away is that the people who will be on the end of that phone and the people who you will be communicating with are trained in order to, to help you. But more importantly, as you've said, they work in the events industry. They know what, and that's the biggest difficulty sometimes. If somebody out in the industry now is feeling like they want to talk to somebody, they have to almost sort of describe and go through the specifics of what they do for a living yeah. in order to create that understanding that then allows that practitioner to offer them the support that they need. So that can effectively, that that little hurdle can be eliminated because of the fact that you're going to be talking to somebody who actually has understanding and experience and knowledge of what it's like to work in the industry. So yeah. um, it's fabulous. Helen, thanks for um, for nipping in and having a chat with us. This wasn't planned today, everybody. No, we just in, saw yeah. each other. Oh, great. I've got a bit of a gap in the, in, in the recording schedule this morning. Why don't you come in, sit down and have a chat? And what's been even, what's been really great is 
I didn't know what this room was going to be like today when we set up, but we've yeah. got this glorious sort of glass uh, wall behind me here yeah. overlooking a live build of an event. So yes. the very people that we've been talking about on this episode today, you may have seen moving backwards and forwards in their high vis and there are stand contractors out there building shell scheme and, and, and big stands. It's, it's brilliant to see. It's brilliant to be back here, but yeah. as good as it is to be back in the industry and as busy as we all are, let's not lose sight of, of the conversation that you and yeah. I first started to have a couple of years ago on this podcast. So it's been a, a really sort of um, opportune time, I think, to be able to, to meet you today and, and have a little bit of a catch up. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. No, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Um, guys, as I said, we're at the Association of Event Venues 2021 conference at the Business Design Centre in Islington. Thank you very much to our catering and beverage manager, John, for, uh, for nipping yeah. in in the background today and delivering <laughs> our refreshments. And thank you to um, Kate Simpson, the marketing and comms director, and the team here at uh, the Business Design Centre and to Alden Arnold and the team at the AEV for accommodating event industry news and allowing us to set up the uh, podcast studio today and speak to some of their delegates and the people who are involved in the session. So a few more episodes to come from the Business Design Centre and the AEV Conference 2021. But for now, we'll wrap up today's episode. Thanks again, Helen. We'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.